It's episode 34 of Fancy Plants Podcast. Welcome. I am Chris. And as ever, here with the illustrious Sue. Hello. And the mega fabulous Amanda. Oh, I like that one. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Um, okay. So I just actually want to start with saying, for those of you who listened to our last episode <laughs> as your introduction to our podcast, we are so sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, we it was actually, so much fun, though. It was fun. It was, and Don commented on our Facebook post about the episode, and she's like, "Oh, that was interesting." And we're like, "Wait, wait, give us another chance." And I think Don, you are giving us another chance, so thank you. We appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so I think what we learned is when you bring boys onto your podcast, and they're not like plant boys, maybe um, coach them a little bit beforehand. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I just made it interesting. Oh, I had so much fun. It was amazing. Like we, we just need like a zappy button that we can hit. <laughs> Here, just hook this up to your chairs, guys. You're, a cattle prod. You're like a thousand kilometers away, but please hook this up. We just need the technology to run it through their headphones. Ooh. Yeah. It'll be all right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Sue, Don't make are, me hit the button. Right? I know. Sue, how are you doing? Good. Good, good. It's been a, been a week. Been a week. Um, but getting excited, the snow was melting and I was super excited about it. And our place was like a big muddy swamp. But then today it snowed and it's all frozen. So it's not muddy anymore. So that's how I look at the silver lining. I think that that's just one of the things that happens here is you get this feeling of like, Hey, spring is here. The snow is gone and you can see your lawn again and you have to pick up all your dog crap. But that's OK because the sun's shining. And then the next day it's minus 11 Celsius and there's snow. And blow. It's blowing. Blowing snow. That's a different podcast. Not that kind of blow. So it was a busy week for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, crazy up there. No, uh, it, was, um, it was. I was getting so excited. I was finally seeing my yard. But I have some what we believe are tulips. I even had to I sent you guys the pictures. They're coming up. Nice. Um, they're really red, so it threw me off. But I guess that's what happens when it's cold because they're coming out through the snow. I think they're that's just... one of the fun parts of moving is if you if the person before you has been a landscaper or a plant person, um, you kind of get to see all these things pop up that you didn't know were there. And I remember last year when we moved into our house uh, in the spring, there was something coming out of the planter boxes and i was like what is this weird alien thing and it was lilies oh nice nice yeah it is exciting it's kind of like you know you weren't able to peek in the closet before christmas and now you're slowly unwrapping the presents right you didn't even know they were there (laughs) yeah yeah awesome amanda amanda pants how are you I'm good. I'm good. I would like to state for the record though that this weather today with that minus stupid wind outside and the snow sorry all Sue's fault. Oh, yeah, it is Sue's She took fault. the snow tires off of her truck. I did. I took them off yesterday. We hummed and hawed. But here's my theory. No, I do it no. now so that I'm not to blame when it snows on May long weekend. See, the thing is, is that it's early enough in the year now that it can still get cold. At least if it snows on May long weekend, it's not minus stupid outside. That's true. True. That's true. True, true. I do apologize, all you Albertans out no, there. No, we were with friends the before snow. this. Um, I apologize to you guys and it was my fault. I took the winter tires off and, um, but they're off. And so it won't happen again. Wink, wink, hope, hope. I feel like it might happen again. I know. Yeah. We're, it's, it's been such a busy week at work because it gets so beautiful during the day right now. And then it's minus 10 at night. So we struggle to keep the greenhouses warm in the morning and then we struggle to keep the greenhouses cold in the afternoon. It's great. Oh, fun, fun. Amanda's running around with a space heater and then she's running around with a fan. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you can get the ones that are like dual. Like the Dyson, I think, has one. It's no, like I heat, and then it can be blown back. <laughs> I, I turn up the heat and everything in the morning and then in the afternoon I turn off all the heat and run around and prop all the doors open. It's great. Good exercise, I guess. It is. It's you must great burn exercise. Like 
You must burn like a kabillion calories a day. Uh, well, uh, there was one day this week that my Fitbit buzzed at me at 930 in the morning to tell me I had 10,000 steps. <laughs> That's crazy. That's why she's always so slim and fit. Right. Uh, well, that that helps. My, my seafood diet does not help. I see food and eat it. <laughs> yeah, but you can do that with that job. I, yeah. I actually have to. Yeah, I, I get um, insufferably <laughs> hangry by like 915 in the morning. Yeah. We've started uh, tracking our food and um, it's it's actually not that bad. I think I have I think I'm allowed more calories than I should be. But my nutrition said I had to do it. So I was like, fine. So we'll see. I have an appointment with her. We'll see I, how it went. I legitimately probably eat more by lunch than you do by like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> but then again, if I really wanted to, I could go get a job where I'm running around too. Yeah, that right. helps. Well, yeah. assuming some of you would hire me. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's busy. I go yeah. through a lot of shoes. Oh, yeah, I guess. Hey, yeah. And not the not the pretty kind you wear to galas. No, 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 not the pretty kind. <laughs> we have I just pictured a man yeah. running around the greenhouse in a pair of stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> I would die. Oh man! Uh, yeah, we had an irrigation blowout earlier this week, so we had uh, roughly about a thousand gallons of water a minute pouring out of a pipe, and our main shot off for the entire site was directly underneath it. Nice. So you didn't wear your suede stilettos to work that day? No, no. no. I, I did go swimming, though, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's been good for me, too. The weather is not super awesome, but um, work's been busy and can't really complain. So, you know, that's all right. My life is a lot more boring, I feel like, compared no. to you guys. <laughs> yours, yours is interesting. Yours is yeah. so interesting. I it's think... just indoor interesting. Ind- oh, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's yeah. indoor interesting. Like, you're yeah. always busy. You always have stuff on the go. But and cool it's... stuff, not just like... Right? Like, it, you like I have... just have, like, everyday life stuff go on. You have a video studio set up in your living room right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a well, music that's... studio just outside our studio. That's true. That's Those are Richard's, though, to be fair. Still. Yeah. You know, you, you cohabitate. We do. Yeah. We do. That's true. Yeah, I think you have a very, you do lots of interesting stuff. I feel like I'm the boring one. Uh, No way. You have chickens. Oh, my God. I love my chickens. That is so cool to me. You just posted a picture with a chicken on your head. Like, really? <laughs> uh, it was a chick. In. <laughs> not a full chicken. Not a full-sized one yet. Just a chicken. Just a little oh, chicky. Between just a, a chicken and a chicken. But she looks like Olaf. And I wish she wasn't a she, because I just feel bad calling a girl chicken Olaf. But she looks like Olaf. I, I'm frozen. I'm just going to throw this out there. She probably doesn't mind. That's true. You know, just my own thing. So, oh, okay. So you mind. I mind a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see when Cause, she's. Because I'm going to say that Olaf probably doesn't know any better. Yeah. I mean, Olaf's a snowman. And just because it's a snowman, like, we don't really know. That's why it snowed. Because Frozen Chick came along and was like, you have my chicken named Olaf and I'm mad here's some <laughs> snow for you <laughs> I'm gonna say that chicken Olaf probably was a little smarter than the chickens <laughs> <laughs> they're so, not they're, their social behavior is very interesting it is super interesting like pecking orders and things like that but chickens aren't smart but they're cute they are they're cute and I do enjoy like they start to follow me around now and I kind of like that. I was reading about chickens and um, something somebody was saying like chickens will come up to you and ask for hugs and snuggles and like they're your little buddies. Mine don't yet, but the, maybe the chicks will because I handle them like mm. I shove them in my hoodie all the time when I'm just doing stuff in the shop, but they're getting too big to all fit in my hoodie. So I have to take turns now. <laughs> That's why one went on my head. She was like, you know what? I'm going up on your head. And then. I always wear a messy bun on top of my head. So she just like settled down in there and hung out. So I just had a little chicken hat on for a while. You're going to have to sew up a chicken apron. <laughs> With pouches, like yeah. a kangaroo pouch. Or everywhere. like a chicken vest. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make a chicken to vest. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And Jeff's like, you're going to have to take your chicken costume out to your chickens. <laughs> so wait for it for Halloween, guys. <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to look forward to that for sure. Well, I wanted to just reiterate, we're back on track with some more normal episodes, or at least that's what we think we're go- is about to happen. More our normal. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if we, people would consider us normal. That's true. That's so a very really loose point. definition of normal. That's a good point. <laughs> Our normal. Well, despite the snow outside, some of us are growing plants inside. And you know what? I'm just going to take like 35 seconds to talk about my pepper seeds because even the ones that sprouted and I planted, there's no plants. So I have majorly screwed up somewhere and I don't know where. I've followed all of the instructions that I saw online. I, I'm i at a complete loss. I had some seeds sprout. I planted them in my little um, seed starter pods and I, I don't know. It's been weeks and they haven't sprouted or they okay. haven't grown. Do you still have some seeds left or have you oh, tried yes, to- okay. I have more seeds. So maybe- We'll see here. Maybe I'll, I'll get, you know, one or two seeds of each one that you want and I'll see if I can start them. Okay. Yeah, I I am surprised. Like I thought I would have a better chance at it. So I, I don't know. I, there is a very good possibility that they are just duds. Maybe. I mean, that's true. Um, That would be disappointing. But I mean, I, I must have some sort of responsibility in this. Like I have to, right? So I don't know. We'll see. Because yeah, they, we'll, they have we'll figure it out. Okay. Because they had sprouted and then I planted them and then nothing. And they came from two different sources. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll we'll di- we'll dissect it later. Okay, we'll cool. figure it out. They're upstairs. Yep. So uh listeners, we'll update you on that. And I guess what I want to say is if you're trying to plant pepper seeds and they're not doing anything, me too. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I j- this is not information that a single person is born with. Oh, man. Yeah. And I Straight thought out. I did lots of great research and stuff. And the reason why I'm talking about that now is because we're growing plants inside right now. Some of us are to be, you know, put out in the garden, to put outside. And so I just, we're going to talk a little bit about hardening off plants, what that means and why it's important. Um, because if my seeds had sprouted... <laughs> Some of them might have went outside. Uh, so I, my understanding of hardening off is as they're growing, you're putting them outside for bits of time until they're strong enough to be outside. So why do we do that? And what are some good tips to get a good um, result from that? Well, if you just had, it's just like you, you right? You we're inside, we're nice and warm. We go outside on a day like today, not saying that you'd put plants out outside on a day like today. But you're extra freezy, right? Like it's cold. It's extra cold. So if you just like stick a plant outside, your little seedlings, it's young. It's not like strong in that sense yet. It's still growing its root system and everything nice and, you know, learning how to grow up to be a big plant. And you stick it outside and it's outside for too long or especially because like for up here around or not even just up here, but all over Canada it cools off at night quite a bit. So that's like a shock to their system. And also the sun's really warm, <laughs> like the sun rays. Like we can always tell it's going to be spring because you turn the corner in your car and the sunlight hits your face, but you feel the warmth of it. So same thing. They're inside. They're like at a steady temperature. You put them outside and it's like warm and these rays are like beating on it. That can be too much for it. So if you do it little bits at a time, then they kind of learn to be outside and be able to handle it. And as they grow, they get tough and little wind helps strengthen their stems and things like that. Okay, cool. Amanda, anything to add to that? Yeah, that's basically it. You know, indoor growing temperatures are so static. It's like us in the fall when it's two degrees out and we're like, oh my gosh, this is the coldest I'm ever going to be. And then in the summer or in the spring, it's two degrees out and you're like, where are my shorts and flip flops? We are rocking this. Uh, and like you said, Sue, it's a matter of light intensity is very, very different from inside to outside. Um, even, you know, if it's May long weekend, you take your plants from inside, you put them outside, the light intensity, the sun is going to burn them. They're not, they don't have the root system or the cell structure to deal with wind. They're going to start to flop over. Um, chances are that they've gotten a little uh, anemic looking or chlorotic inside, meaning they're not as dark green as they could be. So they don't have the physical ability to put up with the elements outside. So on a warm day. So they don't have their base tan is what you're saying. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that is exactly <laughs> it. So on a warm day, you're going to start by moving them outside um, in the shade for an hour. Maybe two, haul them back inside, 
you know, the next day you're going to do the same thing and, and you're going to gradually work it up. So you're going to go from in the shade to in part sun to out in the wind and you're going to extend your times. Um, the biggest thing to remember is you do not want to put a plant from inside to outside in the sun. If it is thirsty, you will cook it. Okay. That's, I guess the water maybe is a bit of a, a protector as well because it's an insulator. Well, absolutely. Leaves will be able to transpire and exchange water and gases, and it'll be better for them to regulate out in the elements. Okay. So how tall should your seedling be before you put it outside? Depends on what you're putting outside. Let's say a tomato. Um, it's not so much height. It's true leaves versus seed leaves. So from what I understand, the first two leaves in a seedling are seed leaves. And then yes. after that, they are true leaves. Is that correct? That's correct. That's yes. First two leaves in a dicot are, are seed leaves. Okay. So what's a dicot? <laughs> uh, dicot means it has two seed leaves. Monocot means it has one. Oh, There's cool. a whole bunch of other differences between dicot and monocot, but two versus one. Okay. And the rules are different between the two of them then? Not particularly. Okay. So you're looking, if it's, if it's a monocot, mm-hmm. is the, after the seedling leaf, yep. is there one true leaf or two true leaves? Uh, typically one, but it can be two. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good to know. Okay. So <laughs> information you will never need again in your entire life. <laughs> so that means how many true leaves should the plant have before you start hardening off? I, w- I would say two to four sets personally. Yeah, I was always told four. And yeah. you know what? I, I can already tell people are probably going to have a lot of different opinions about this. So oh, absolutely. Like, do yeah. it works for you. But for me, I've actually never hardened off a plant before. And that's fair. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my mom's actually going through that right now. She uh, managed to last year. She wasn't able to germinate any of her tomato seeds. This year, we've, she, I, I've talked her through it. I've spent a lot of hours on the phone five, 500 kilometers away from my mother trying to talk her through seed starting, which is great. This is the same woman who is not allowed to have a different brand of cell phone than me so that I can fix it remotely. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, my mom's like that too. Right? Oh, it's yeah. just what you do. <laughs> Here, you're going to get the same one as me so I can help you fix it. Uh, but we've got her to the point where she's got a set of true leaves. We're starting to dial back the humidity and all of these things. And she, she's really excited because her tomato plants are growing and she's got the light right down close to them. And she's got the saran wrap about halfway off the container because I told her to take seven days to take the saran wrap off the container because you got to reduce the humidity gradually. Right. Yeah. But my gradual versus your gradual versus Sue's gradual totally different right yeah completely completely sue are you hardening off plants this year did you get a chance to plant anything i haven't i haven't had a chance to set up an area in the house to plant anything and i just decided that this year with all the stuff that's going on um there's a greenhouse that's about 1.5 kilometers away from me so i'm just gonna go buy starts for everything for this year oh absolutely um just out of the convenience of that. But next year I'll be set up. I'll have places, you know, I could have, I could have got fancy and like put some shelving up in the shop to put things on. But I just, then I'd have to clear out places in the shop and. You know, that's fair because you already had the stress of moving into a new place. Yeah. And then like the basement flooded and like everything just kind of piled up and I've kind of been enjoying my chickens. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to support the greenhouse. That's right by my house. Nice. Well, and you know what? As much as seed starting is cool and fun and a great experience, if it is stressful for you, don't do it. Yeah. You're probably, if you're stressed out, this is what I picture happens. You forget to water it. Then you water it too much. And then you forget to water it. And then when it comes time to harden off, you don't. You just put it outside. Maybe you harden off for like two days. You know, have them outside for a little bit at two days. But then you're... You're too preoccupied and all of a sudden you left them out overnight and they all die. So you have to go buy starts anyway. Right. If it's going to be a stressful experience, don't. Plants shouldn't be stressful. You know, I am actually finding it a stressful, stressful experience. And I thought that I would 
get at least one. <laughs> oh no, we'll so, get you at least one. We'll make yeah. it less stressful. So I yeah. actually don't know that I will try starting from seeds again, at least maybe not to the volume that I did. Um, maybe I'll try like one plant next year. Instead you're, of- you're very much an in for a penny, in for a pound person. Though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you're just like, I'm going to try this and it is 110%. That's true. And it's not it can definitely be my downfall. <laughs> well, no. I think too, there's a big pressure in a lot of ways for people to grow their own seeds. Like everything with COVID and everything, everyone's kind of become homebound. And so we're trying to be homegrown too. And I think there's a little bit of a pressure there to, you kind of feel this pressure. You're looking at everybody on the p- pages that you follow, things like that. And they're growing their seeds. And it's not a pressure that they purposely put on you, but you just, you're like, oh, they're growing seeds. I need to grow seeds. Okay, I should grow seeds. I should harden this out. I you like, you're, you go through and it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And I mean, nothing wrong with supporting your local nurseries and getting starts from them. Yeah, that's super true. I, I think that's an amazing point. Um, so I will probably be looking for hot pepper starts. The only problem with hot peppers is, you can't find starts for some of them. So I will have to try again if I really want to get some of those specialty peppers going because I really want to make sauce because I, I go through a bottle of hot sauce in like five days. Like that's how much I love <laughs> it. So I just want to make my own, but I'm never going to get there if I can't start the darn seed. No, we'll, we'll get you there and we'll make it fun. It'll be good. Nice. Yeah, we'll thank we'll you. dissect it. We'll and get you there. You're very right. Like a lot of times when you are buying your starts, you might not be able to buy the starts of the kinds of things that you want, but there is more and more of a variety. That's true. I think the big thing is just to buy your starts early enough because like last year, uh, greenhouses were sold out so fast. I'm worried about that. I am. Yeah. Like I'd buy starts as soon as you see them. (laughs) Well, that's that's fair. And I know I saw one of our local greenhouses posted. They have habanero starts and I was like, oh my gosh, but. They're a little bit far away. I'm super busy. Um, so it's hard for me to get out there and do that. I couldn't buy them online, which was I was disappointed about. But I don't know. I'll try again maybe and see how it goes. Yeah. Within like a 10, 15 minute drive from my house. I have quite a few. There's like Sunkissed. Is it Riverbend? Riverview? River, Riverside. Riverside greenhouses. I've never been to there's Riverside. Willow. There's a Willow something. There's yep. the Red Willow. Willow Valley. Willow Valley. And then there's another Willow one kind of out by my house Um, as well. Okay. It sounds to me like we need a day of going to greenhouses. (laughs) I mean. We can make that an episode too. Oh, that'd be fun. We could like document things at the greenhouse. Document our our, travels. Document our adventure because when we all go somewhere together, it is an adventure. (laughs) That's super true. Well, and it's the hilarious part about this is because of what I do for work and because of my greenhouse experience and so on and so forth. You guys, we're, we're all going to pile out and go visit a greenhouse. You guys are going to be able to check out plants. I'm going to spend 20 minutes catching up with the owner. Yeah. And then we're going to all um, pile back in the car and I'm just going to look longingly out the window at the plants. Do you want to know why that's good for us? You can just be like, hey, you know, my friends really deserve no. a discount. Come on, Amanda. <laughs> nope. Not even close. <laughs> if Too we many were- years working in a greenhouse. Not going to happen, <laughs> ladies. What if we all wear our fancy pants podcast shirts that we don't have yet? Can you say that again for me? Yeah, that was fancy pants podcast nope. shirts. No, nope. that was not what came out the first I know. time. My tongue kind of moved. But funny you said fancy like, pants. Fancy pants. Plants. 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 There, there, there was fancy pants, and it, I think it was something was about it, a podcast. Like I, I, I think it was podcast. Podcast. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> oh man! Hey, I already told you guys before. My mouth. I could never teach someone how to talk because I don't even know. <laughs> How to describe how your mouth moves. And my mouth just does what it wants. That's fine. Oh, we know. That's- <laughs> I know. Hey, not that way, guys. Not that way. <laughs> that I have control over. Oh, that's another <laughs> podcast. Um, okay. So how do you know when you're done hardening off your plants? Technically, or what do I do? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, once you've built up your time and it's been out there long enough. You're looking at the forecast, the light, the nights, sorry, not the lights, the nights aren't going below minus five or minus Celsius. five. Minus five. That's, that's Let's cool. Try. <laughs> yeah. Let's start this all over again. So once you've had them outside for a few days and 
the days are starting to get longer. They're starting to get warmer. You're looking at the nighttime forecast. It's not going below, you know, plus five to seven. That's when you can start leaving them out overnight. Be mindful of there's going to be a storm tonight. It's going to be windy. You know, oh, there's the potential for frost. You're hauling everything back inside. Okay. But so long as it's going to be at minimum five to seven degrees Celsius overnight, and you've been hardening them off for a couple of weeks, you're probably okay to leave them outside. Uh, You're going to want to watch anything that's really tender, um, stuff like sweet potato vine, um, if coleus. If either of those even think that they're going to get cold, they will melt. Like straight up melt. It's gross. Wait, isn't coleus a houseplant? Oh, coleus. I I knew coleus first as a basket stuffer, ornamental garden plant. Ornamental. Yeah. People do bring it into the house and have it in the house. Oh, yeah. I was thinking strictly vegetables. So thank you. Thank you. I was I was limiting my own thoughts. Well, that's all right. A lot of times, um, especially in the last couple of years, people who want the best selection because they have their have to have plants in their outdoor planters, baskets, so on and so forth. They'll start to shop early. And again, that's one of those things that, you know, I need to have this color of petunia. I'm going to get it early. Again, you're going to be doing the great plant shuffle inside and outside, outside during the day while it's nice, inside at night when it's cool. And you're doing the plant shuffle. I got to admit, I'm annoyed thinking about that, about, <laughs> oh. do, about doing that. Well, yeah, do you I don't know, do it. Because Chris probably, she'd probably go more my way. And so I do really good sticking outside for an hour and bring it inside. Stick it outside for a couple hours, bring it inside, stick it outside. And then one day they're outside all day and you, it's 10 o'clock at night. You're like, oh crap, I got to bring my plants in. So you bring them in and you do that a couple times. And then all of a sudden you're like, it's, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. You're like, crap, I didn't bring my plants in. So you play a game of survival of the fittest. <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's how it works in my world. I know that's not how it should be, but that's just how it works in my world. And I feel that there's a lot of people their oh, world functions that way. Dude, I at maximum, I have the two 10 o'clock nights. Uh, maybe if they're lucky on the third night, I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to throw a blanket over them and see what lives. I've done that too. Yeah. Okay. So what we're saying is do as we say and not as we do. Well, and you know what? <laughs> and if you do as we do, because that's just how your world works, we're not judging you. Heck no. Legitimately, too, if you're not that fussy of, you know, okay, I need a red petunia. If if you're not fussy about what color red petunia, who cares? You know, if you're flexible in what you get, go once the weather is warm, get what you want or get what they have and just enjoy it. That's definitely more my style, especially when it comes to like the ornamental stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. Um, so then after you're kind of done hardening off and things are staying outside, and for us, that's well after or right after May long weekend. Yeah. Which is the third Monday of May. It is the 24th this year. Yeah. So, and I probably wouldn't even, I would probably wait until June just to be safe, but. You know, even when I was living in Edmonton, I didn't seed my garden. So that's my my peas, my beans, my carrots. All of that sort of stuff. I never even bothered to seed my garden until June 1st. Oh, yeah. No, no. I don't either. I never had an issue. I always get my seeds early. Like, I've already got my seeds for this year. But until June 1st rolls around, I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't need to seed this. And I guess just for a little bit of context, we are in zone 3B. Is that correct? 3A, 3A. I do believe. Yeah. So, we're, you know, we're pretty far north. We don't have a long growing season. And can I just say for those of you... We're in like zone 11 and they're like, oh, should I put my peppers out? And it's like February and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. I'm humble. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We love you, but we also are a tiny bit envious. Uh, I was going to go with incredibly jealous. Oh, there we go. But <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, okay. Um, then one last question. Uh, so you can leave your stuff in pots or obviously you can plant these items in your garden at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Mm-hmm. Any last thoughts on hardening off plants before we move on? You know, just be patient. I hate that. Yeah, yeah me too. Sue? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't just do what works for you. Just don't be like kicking yourself in the butt for too long if you left them out and it's frosty because it happens to everyone. We do it. 
That's true. Unless you don't have frost, and in that case, in that case, yeah, yeah, that's what we say. Perfect. Like we love you, but we're gonna mumble things under our breath about how we're jealous. Thank you, ladies. That was some excellent information. I know I learned a lot. And even though it looks like I may or may not actually have seed sprouting, I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there who have taken this information and can use it in their own gardens and decorative plants. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, okay. So this next topic is, I think it's pretty funny personally. Um, we're going to talk about ugly plants. And this is just so subjective because oh incredibly right because what i think is ugly versus what sue thinks is ugly versus what amanda thinks is ugly versus what you dear listener thinks is ugly are going to be totally different oh yeah absolutely 100 <laughs> yeah it, it's all a matter of opinion so i was thinking when i was doing this exercise and thinking okay what plants do i think are ugly um it wasn't that the plant was ugly it was more like i didn't feel like taking care of it so it was ugly in my mind. And I'll, I can talk about that more in a little bit. But who would like to talk about a plant they feel is ugly? Sure, I'll go first. So I'm going to be hated for this one. But I'm sure there's a couple of you out there who agree. Fiddly figs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like I see them in a picture and I think, oh, you're really pretty. And then I get to a greenhouse and I see them and I'm like, no, you're ugly. Your leaves look like you have some problems and you look like <laughs> you look like you'd be hard to take care of and I don't like you no I'm not <laughs> buying you and then I'll see a picture like a you know a home decor picture and there's a fiddly fig and I'm like oh that's so nice and then once again I get to the store and I look at it and I'm like nope your leaves do nothing for me nothing it does nothing for me I think it's ugly and I think they all look like they have like issues they have some problems <laughs> they don't want to say bugs but they have burn spots on them or like they have stuff. They're certainly finicky. Yeah. I think. So, okay, let's dig a little bit deeper here. Um, so you like them in pictures. Yep. And I agree. When I they think, look perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they look perfect. So is it more like knowing that they're difficult? And so you're kind of predicting ahead that it's going to turn into something that you don't want to take care of or that is going to be dramatic? I think maybe a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it's just disappointing. You see it in the picture. It looks beautiful. And I have yet seen one anywhere. And sorry to my friends that have them that are. Look like as good as they do in pictures. They just never they all look like they have they have browning spots. I, I think edema. Sue has fallen a victim to Photoshop. I did. I did. OK, so here's here's a question. Let's Let's really get into the meat of this. If there was a beautiful fake fiddly fig and you had the perfect place for it, would you put it in that place? It's fake. So it can't. Oh, I it, would. It can't wilt. It can't be wrecked. I would. I don't know. Because I have issues with fake plants too. Uh, see, because I don't. If they look like they're real, I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't care. See, I just find that I had fake plants before. Um, I just find that they get a lot of dust on them compared to like real plants. And then that irritates me. I guess what I'm really asking is, do you think the plant itself is ugly or do you think the care for the plant is ugly? I think the plant is ugly up close. Okay. All right. The verdict look at is the in. leaves. I don't know. They're backwards. They're kind of skinny at the stem, wide at the end. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. Like I say in pictures, it's like from a distance. It's in the corner of this beautifully designed room. And I think, oh, yeah, I like it. But I've never seen one in real life or a fake one where I was like, yeah, 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 I like you. See, I have I have a real life fiddly fig that I've had a love affair with since I have been itty bitty teeny weeny. So I don't anybody here who's been into West Edmonton Mall over top of the Sea Life Caverns. There is a two and a half story yeah. fiddle leaf fig tree there. And it is unbelievable. It's, it's full of mealy right now. I was but. just going to say it's full. Of, <laughs> I thought it was full of scale last time I seen it. <laughs> yeah. But either way, like it is this huge tree growing indoors. And I'm just like, yeah, that's I, I like that. I heard it, it is had, beautiful. Okay. This is so funny because now we're talking about plant rumors. <laughs> but I, I heard it had spider mites. 
it's probably got a little bit of everything, they're quite never, honestly. Like, they're never going to be able to fix that, right? No, no. no. The, the tree itself will fight it for as long as it can, but that's not something that'll ever fix itself. Mm-hmm. I just want to... I'm trying a picture of it. <laughs> the famous um, West Edmonton where, Mall tree. Where is it in the it's mall? It's over top of the Sea Life Caverns. So, just down from the pirate ship. Yeah, cool. Ac- across okay. the marina from the pirate ship and right next to the seals. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, I'm pretty sure we can post a picture of that. I'll, we'll try to find one and I'll make a note uh, to post it because it probably is very impressive. <laughs> oh it my gosh, impressive. it is. Holy it crap. It is very impressive. But it's like a full-size tree. That It's not even a plant anymore. Does that help it survive when it's big like that then? I mean, it must have a little bit more resilience to pests at that point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you also got to think how long it's been there. Like, right? Like, I remember being three years old and we went to like a grand opening of some wing of West Edmonton yeah. Mall that opened up. So, West Edmonton Mall was around for a long time, but like when it became the big mall and there was like a certain wing that opened up. Anyway, that's where I met Ringretsky, but that's a whole different story because he was my hero when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but I do remember, um, I remember like the plants. That's one of the things I remember, the plants and the little um, fish aquariums everywhere. Yes. And the plants everywhere. That's like the big, that, I'm meeting Ringretsky. But, um, and uh, I remember that being everywhere. So I'm going to say that tree's got to be at least 40 years old. Right. I remember mm-hmm. seeing E.T. at that mall when I was like six or something. Yeah. 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 Lots of history in that mall. If you're ever in Edmonton, go to the mall. It's fun. It- Maybe we should do a plant tour of West Edmonton Mall next time we go. Ooh. Right? Yeah. That'd be we interesting. Um, and then we can take our own picture of the fiddly fig. And then we can see and we can put an end to the rumors of what it has. <laughs> right, but I'm pretty sure when I seen it, I seen scale on it. Mind so, you, it could have been it's edema. <laughs> that's so funny because now there's like three rumors of like what's on the Edmonton, what's Edmonton Mall fiddly fig. Yeah, it's a punch and suck of some. I think it's scale. It could be mealy, but... I'd have to have a better look To be look honest, at it. it's big enough. It probably has it all. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Don't walk under it. And then don't walk around it and then go home. Right. Without just, like a hazmat suit and a shower yeah. or whatever. Do not hug that tree and then your house plants. Just good, don't. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's probably... I, I'd say almost any mall tree. Just like the amount of people like... You're in the grass. You're at home. A lot of people have plants of their own. And then you like walk by it on the mall so it clings. And then you walk by it again and it clings to you. And I bet you... I bet you public place plants are, you, are high risk. You said that really well for a tongue twister. Yeah. Public yeah. place plants. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Well, I didn't have to think about it. It just came out. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to think about it, it probably would have been pubic plant. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I'm also a little bit curious. You mentioned being in the grass before going to the mall. So yeah, I, w- I was a little concerned about that. I'm like, Tell is- us about, do you normally <laughs> roll around in the grass before you go into a mall? <laughs> What I do on my own time is my own time. <laughs> if you see me rolling around, mind your business. <laughs> if you see Sue rolling around in the grass, she's probably going to the mall after. <laughs> probably. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thank you, Sue, for sharing your um, opinion of the fiddly fig. And now we've learned a lot about you, which I appreciate. So and I'm just going to apologize to people who are like shunning me because I know it's like a, a hot item. Hot item. All right, Amanda, what do you got? Okay, so I actually really struggled with this ugly plants one. I could see that. I could see that. Right? Because I'm like, I I probably spent an hour and a half on Google last night looking for pictures of ugly plants. And every time I came across something that was the world's ugliest or this or that, and I'm like, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll agree with you. Yeah, I'm like, that's kind of cool. This is kind of neat. Like, there's... Yes, there's plants I don't like, but they're all cool in some way or not. Like, well, and I'm probably the world's, like, I don't have a life outside of plants. I don't. I, I realized that earlier this week. I'm like, my entire world is plants. I have no life. Um, but you do have a life. It's plants. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, to me, that's a good life. Yeah, it's but it's like one hundred percent plants all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, weird. you're kind of living your dream there, aren't you? In a, aren't you? I am, but uh, I don't know how I got here. I, I just woke up one day. I'm like, wow, okay, so there's a plant life. All right, cool. Um, so I was I was hunting around and I couldn't find anything. So I was thinking about it over my cup of tea. 
I was like, you know what? I am going to go with ugly plants because they are deadly. Ooh, oh. nice. Okay. So I, I got into it because there's so many plants out there that are their sole purpose is to kill you. Like that's that is their sole purpose. Um, and I'm over here like cool. Okay, right. <laughs> there, there's a there's a philosophical aspect to that, and that is, do plants actually care if they kill you or not? Well, uh, like you look at something like water hemlock. Well, every single part of the water hemlock is poisonous, lethally poisonous. You know, um, uh, deadly nightshade. Um, routinely kills a couple of people a year because it gets these big, fat, sweet, really, really sweet, juicy berries. They're about the size of a cherry. And a people, big berry. oh yeah, people eat them accidentally and it kills them. Okay, but isn't that the people's fault? I'm going to be out with Chris on this one. <laughs> it, it, it is. And, you know, they, 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 they still have you know, okay, they're, they're cool plants. They just have ugly personalities. Fair enough. So I think the one that I'm going to settle in on is castor beans. Ooh, okay. So, okay, castor beans, uh, castor oil is actually used in a lot of cosmetic products. But the, the seeds, actual castor beans. Now, castor beans are one of those things you can actually buy in greenhouses quite regularly because they grow super, super fast. And they're a good background plant. And they're, they're actually quite, they've got these big kind of palmy leaves. They're quite attractive. But three seeds from a castor bean can kill a child. Um, less than eight can kill an adult. But the interesting things, thing about castor beans is that they can be used to make the deadly poison ricin. And that makes sense because it looks like they're scientifical name is ricinius yep yeah yeah look at me looking at wikipedia yeah so yeah ricin poison uh and that and there's i don't still don't think there's a known cure for ricin poisoning and you don't need much of it i don't know like a pinprick of ricin can kill somebody yeah so i'm going with castor bean for ugliest plant okay so she went like on a philosophical side not just looks she just was like well every time i kept looking at an ugly plant i thought it was cool well, I Googled ugly plants after you kind of suggested, are we Googling it? I was like, oh, I was just going to say what I thought was ugly. But um, what Google says is ugly plants, I think are cool plants. I'm, right? I'm with you on that. Like, I, I couldn't find a plant that I thought was like, yeah, there's And then plants. when you said deadly plants, I was like, mm, you and I have a bunch of agave and those, I mean, you trip and fall and impale yourself with one of those. I'm pretty sure it's deadly. Hey, I, I have one them. agave. Do you have I'm one? In, I'm in the agave club. Thank <gasps> you. You are. Yes. Uh, okay, cool. So the this castor bean. So Amanda, are you saying that people? It looks like it's indigenous to southeastern Mediterranean basis, eastern Africa and India. So yes, it absolutely. Looks like it needs a warmer region. So it would would it be fair to say we don't grow that here? Well, you can grow them here actually quite successfully as an annual. They'll get about four feet, five feet tall. They're that, very fast growing. I guess that the question that I have is why would you grow that knowing it's so very poisonous? Um. People grow Datura and Angel's Trumpet as well, and they're incredibly poisonous as well. Foxglove. Yeah, Foxglove. Um, there's... Lily of the Valley, which is what my, my name means, um, is deadly poisonous too. People grow that. Yeah, there's a ton of poisonous. There, like I said, people, if you don't have kids running around in your garden, you know, they make a great backdrop plant. Lots of people love them. They think they're beautiful. I think they're ugly. I don't like the big fat stock in them and but they're they're interesting. But yeah, I'm going I'm going with the uh, ugly plant for castor bean. I don't like the way it grows. I think it's quite ugly and it is wildly poisonous. All right. That I've never even heard of. Like I mean I heard ricin obviously, but I didn't really think about where it comes from. Yeah, uh apparently uh the majority of uh ricin poisonings a year actually come from people making it um, incorrectly in their own home kitchens and killing themselves accidentally. Oh, geez. And you know what? I can go to Etsy and buy castor beans. Yeah, there's there's no law against buying castor beans. I use castor oil to, in my soap. Yeah, castor oil is a very, very common cosmetic 
oil. Well, and actually, I know somebody, please don't do this at home. I know somebody who is trying to like get their labor going and they drink castor oil because it just makes everything blow from all ends to the point where it puts you into contractions. Don't do it. Don't do it. But people do. Stand by me. He drank castor oil before they had the pie contest. Yeah. See, I've watched like six movies in my entire life. So. And that wasn't one of them. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I might come back to you for more ugly plants. I'm going to take a turn on this because I have a couple of one. I just have a plant I don't like. And the other one, I have a reason I don't like them, which is why I think that they're ugly. So one thing, one plant that I find ugly are ones that are really unruly. And to me, they're just super out of control, but they have beautiful flowers. And an example of this particular type of plant is Queen of the Night, which is an orchid cactus. So I just can't deal with how wildly they grow. And also, I feel like the bloom is really beautiful, but it only lasts a day. And to me, I'm like, I don't want to start an ugly plant just to have like one flower for one day. It's uh, it's actually funny that you say that because I have an orchid cactus that I left at my mom's place. I don't know, 30 years ago. And uh, she's like, the ugly cactus, you know, the ugly one, the really ugly cactus that you left at my house. She goes, it's blooming. The blooms are incredible. Man, it's so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm not the only one. No, not at all. I just don't like the chaos of it. I they I are like, really chaotic. Yeah, I like control. I don't know. <laughs> I see. I love the chaotic. I love cactuses of all kinds. They're just so interesting, I'm and not a big they fan do of them. have the most beautiful blooms. They it, do. Yeah, it doesn't make up for it though. Really, oh, it does. No. To me, absolutely, I love them. They do have beautiful broom, blooms. And they're unique brooms, blooms. Um, so I think that along with like orchid cactuses, I also feel the same way about like rickrack cactus. I, or like zigzag cactus or whatever it's called. I do not understand the appeal. I think they look like something from a Tim Burton movie. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I think they're kind of neat and interesting because I'm kind of with Amanda. All the weird, ugly plants are the cool plants. Yeah. There's, I, I get where like the unruly thing though. There's so many plants. I'm just like, you're cool. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I am with the, the fiddle leaf. Like, I guess I think I, it's kind of cool when I see it in pictures. Um, yeah, the rickrack is a different one. I have, a, I have a couple of them. And one's like more pokey on the ends than the other. I don't know. One's more zigzag. One, oh, yeah. One's more yeah, they don't, they're not even. Yeah. And, and uh, it, they do grow, but they remind me of something from a Tim Burton movie. Okay. Yeah, I can dig that. Mm-hmm. You know, Google agrees with me, too, because when I Google Queen of the Night Cactus, it is only pictures of the blooms. It, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you can tell the rest of the plant is lackluster. <laughs> I have a huge, um, my, my Queen of the Night's huge, and hopefully it blooms this year. But I will say that out of all my, like, weird plants, that one, it's... It's completely unappealing. And the only reason why I have it is for the blooms. Fair enough. And because of those blooms, I love it. Fair. And no, well, when it blooms, I do want to come and see those, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to have a bloom party if it blooms. Yay. We'll be up all night in our jammies. Mm-hmm. I'll be the one <laughs> sleeping in the chair. You guys will have to wake me <laughs> we'll up. I'll have to wake you up when it happens. Yeah. Um, the other plants that I find ugly kind of all actually fall into one category. And that category is dramatic plants. So if the plant droops and friggin weeps and whines and complains when you don't water it and it gets all like floopy but then when you water it it comes back no i don't have time for you so some of those plants are peace lilies uh the aluminum plant which is a type of palea which uh, amanda helped me figure out coleus Ugh, just, oh yeah I, so i'm with ugly. you on the coleus i love coleus outside outside's fine yeah polka dot plants and phytonia i just all of those you will never see me own any of those because First of all, I'm not a response. I'm not responsible enough to own those. And I just those thin leafed dramatic plants do not do it for me at all. Oh, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a super huge fan of the thin leaf plants. But yeah, I, I get you on the dramatic and uncontrolled ones. So many people I see they've got, you know, is okay, unpopular opinion time. Monsteras. Split leaves that long stem that it gets out to the side and you've got it on a moss pole and, and it's, it's going air roots it's going seven ways from tuesday and that not one direction is up <laughs> um arrowhead vines oh yes you know with leaves sticking out at every single angle Syngonium. and that, that long yeah. stem i no 
I know I'm with you on that as well, uh, especially like the colorful ones are pretty, but I look at them and I'm like, I'm going to kill you right away. And we're I can't be friends with you. Yeah, I see. I don't like you enough to grow you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, some of those are ugly, like the aluminum plant, the polka dot plant. Like some of them remind me of weeds. Coleus. Don't like it. See, Croton. I like uh, aluminum plants and polka dot plants when they're like new and fresh from the grower and they're all compact and shiny and looking good. And then when they get big, I'm like, eh, no. Yeah, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm, I've never had one long enough to get big, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, the whole family of, of plants that I think the arrowhead falls into this is, is Syngonium. Yeah. yeah. I don't like any of them. Um, I actually think that they're pretty in pictures, but I just, I, I, I look at them and I'm like, you are so fragile. I, I don't have time for that. And I think they're absolutely yeah. beautiful in nature, like it, in a wild setting. Oh, they're stunning. But in, in my house in particular, no. E. There's a lot of different kinds too. Oh yeah, yeah there's tons, tons, tons. But yeah, I just th- those ones. Yeah, they're not my favorite. I don't know if I say they're ugly, but they're just not my favorite. You know what I think is really ugly though? The mother of thousands, or oh. the devil's backbone, or whatever you want to call it. So Mexican babies. hat plant. Um, yeah. I I can't stand them. They're ugly. They look like a weed, and they need to be stomped, and then they need to be burned. Uh, those are <laughs> ugly through and through. Yes, I'm passionate about them. They're also the rabbits of plants. I had one and I was waiting for it to get big and pretty, but it would drop its babies into the plants below and then they would grow in the plants below. And it was like a, it was like a rabbit. Like it just had like these babies of these ugly little things pop up everywhere. They are extremely prolific. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they're a no go for me. I just, they don't, they're, I think they are very ugly. I had a period where I was interested in them. I've never actually owned one. But then I started reading about it and everyone's like, there's babies everywhere. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want all those no. babies. You yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's, one, that's one plant I can't stand. And I also think it's extremely, it's unattractive in all ways around it. Okay, here, I think I have one that all three of us can probably get behind. Now, it's not technically a plant. It's a mold. But there's the dog vomit slime mold. Uh, that just sounds gross. Oh, it looks gross too. Okay, I have to look this oh, yeah. one up because it didn't pop into my head. Dog. All right, let's. Is that uh, like its technical name? Dog vomit slime mold. Slime. Okay. Oh, there it goes. So it looks like fluorescent yellow dog barf. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be interesting to see it in nature, but I kind of also don't want it to be around me. Um, yeah, the the uh, pictures make it look much more pleasant than it looks like in nature. It's usually pretty slimy, greasy looking when you see it in nature. It does but... look like when your dog or your cat start to puke bile. Yeah. I'm finding it's ranging anywhere from uh, a nudibranch to scrambled eggs to, to spray foam to orange cauliflower. Like there, yeah. it, there's like a varying degree of viscosity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah, there's some that looks like someone just like squirted spray foam on the ground and let it just kind of grow. You know, spray foam is yeah. kind of ugly and it just kind of does that. Yeah, what, that one's really ugly. One of these pictures makes it look like a baked potato, which I don't hate. <laughs> <laughs> is it this one? Down on the corner? Uh, No, but oh. it's close. It's close. Yeah. See, there, there's. <laughs> I, I think we can all universally get behind this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to know, like, is there a technical name for that? Is that what it's called? Dog uh, vomit slime mold. According to because Wikipedia. I want to oh, yeah. find some no, mold and name it. It's Fuligo septica, oh. a species of plasmodial slime mold. Right. It's commonly known as scrambled egg slime or flowers of tan because of its particular, sorry, peculiar yellowish bile colored appearance. Mm, also known as the dog vomit slime mold. It is common with a worldwide distribution. So friends, wherever you're listening from, you too may experience dog vomit slime mold. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. So if you think your dog puked outside, maybe look into it a little deeper. It could be some slimy mold. Mm. Right? Taste test. Taste test. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, And so just in case you do want to do a taste test, maybe don't because the species is known... 
to trigger episodes of asthma and allergic stuff and susceptible people. you guys so just don't don't eat don't it. eat it don't what's, don't what's just eat random song? things what's your favorite song don't Sue? you put it in your mouth don't you put it in your mouth like a muffin or a beat <laughs> if you don't know just what it is thanks for listening boys and girls <laughs> <laughs> don't you put it in your mouth and i can't sing worth anything so oh, i thought you did a, a beautiful I'm job sorry. personally and those of you that aren't canadian they were a little blue puppets like, yeah. that sang the song in monster puppets yeah but they were great it was one of those like canadian broadcasting system yeah. <laughs> um psa videos you know what i'm 100 percent sure we can find that and post it on the page because honestly i think everyone should probably well especially after our last episode that everybody had to listen to <laughs> probably probably a good reminder well, to put out there probably the third or fourth time you've sang that so yeah i know it, it i sing it all the time um when i teach about choking i sometimes have to bust into song oh i like that a lot <laughs> i like that a lot yeah <laughs> yeah my poor classes uh, okay last chance who has one last ugly plant they'd like to share i think i think i hit the nail on the head with the dog bob and slime mold i mean i'm gonna give you like a six out of ten because it's technically not a plant although it is something that grows okay. and it's not Fair something enough. you'd go to the storm by I hope. Is there a place? Is does somebody out there have like uh, hey guys, come on down. We got dog vomit slide mold on. I, no, I don't think that's ever gonna be a thing anywhere. So probably I, I, there's a rule on the internet. I think it's like rule eighty two or something, and it's essentially saying like everybody somebody is interested in something. Oh yeah, that's like that's basic <laughs> commerce right there. There is yeah. a market for everything. You just need to find it. Need to find it. I'm I think betting. they say that about fetishes too, but yes, that yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah, that's a different podcast, right? We should maybe start that because we kind of referred to that podcast a lot. <laughs> to the other podcast, yeah, let's talk about the different podcast. And it, I wonder if people out there that listen to us, if they are like, do Where they have that? another podcast? What podcast? <laughs> What's your other podcast? I want to listen to it. It always right? sounds interesting. We have to name it. That's a different podcast, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's a, that's a different podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it'd just be all the random weird things we don't talk about that we almost talk about. There's a lot of that. I know. Yeah, that's true. Although I will say that last episode, we did talk about those things. And again, we are deeply sorry. So there's that. (laughs) Sue, any other last ugly plants you'd like to mention? No, I think I got my vents out. Oh, Croton. I was going to, I said it kind of, but Mm. Croton's another one. It's colorful. It's kind of pretty that way. But at the same time, it's got this yellow in it and this orange. And it just makes me look. I look at it and I think it has disease and it's a weed. And I also know that they're like heavily attractants to spider mites. It's it's actually funny that you, you mentioned disease, like growing for um, like ornamentals for retail. I have a ingrained dislike for anything that's got the, um, the lime green chartreuse leaves, especially if it's variegated. Because when you're surveying your entire greenhouse, looking at everything, it looks sick. Mm-hmm. What, like, what's an example of a plant like that? Uh, some of the uh, Ipomias, uh, sweet potato vine, mm. uh, have the gotcha. chartreuse yes. foliage. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it like almost glows. Yeah. 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 Um, there's some of the uh, ornamental geraniums that have like the yeah. uh, chartreuse kind of yellowy leaf with uh, a red spot on it and it looks like it's got rust when you're yeah. just breezing through the greenhouse at Mach 9. Oh, uh, we... That was a lot of ugly plants. I enjoyed it. I needed that vent. I feel so much better. <laughs> it was like the world's biggest it vent. It was like a lot of weight hiding from people lifted. that I did not like fiddle leaf figs and now that weight has been lifted. Yeah, and it's out there. And I hope there's somebody out there that's like, yes, Sue, I agree with you. I am 100% sure that there is. I am. 100%. So if you agree, let me know. Yeah, let, let us, us know. Let us know for sure. Um, okay, cool. Well, I guess that's the end of the episode. It's already an hour, if you can believe it, that our time just goes by so quickly. Uh, so, of course, we want to say thanks to all of you for listening. Um, we especially want to say thanks if you stuck through our last episode. So, yeah, it's like you get bonus points for that. Um, if you want to talk to us, we are online. Our social media is facebook.com slash fancy plants podcast or follow us on Instagram, Instagram at fancy plants podcast. 
we are actually really putting in an awesome effort to post a lot more. So if you kind of checked out our channels and thought, mm, there's not really much there, we have um, made some space in our lives to make sure we're sharing our plant lives with you in a more visual basis. So please come and engage with us. We'd really love to hear from you. And of course, we always love to hear how you feel about our episodes. Um, you can also email us social at fancyplantspodcast.com if you like. And we again say thank you. And we'll see you next week when we're talking plants. Bye. Bye. It's all about them plants. Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. I love a green thumb. The fancy plants. Oh, yeah.